You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical, backward-ass ideals that we have in the United States. This is episode 176 of American Sex Podcast, and I'm Sunny Megatron. My co-host is Ken Melvoin-Berg, and we're both sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts, too, that just so happen to be non-monogamously married to each other. This week, Ken and I talk with Veronica Kestrel about dollification. Now, on the interwebs, Veronica is also known as Auntie V, your friendly trans dungeon pro. Veronica is a professional switch at Sanctuary Studios, LAX, under head Mistress Cyan. She's a 14-year veteran of the kink lifestyle, first in Denver and now in Southern California. Aside from her for-profit industry content, she teaches kink theory, practice, ethics, and safety, both publicly on TikTok and privately by appointment. She also discusses domestic abuse and recovery, social justice, and polyamorous relationship dynamics. Veronica is also a prolific graffiti artist, experienced stage actress, Air Force veteran, and spends much of her time flying down the freeways on her motorcycle, bunny ears flapping in the wind. Now, dollification has long been one of Ken and my favorite topics. In fact, we did a segment all about dollification on my TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, which you can catch on demand on the Showtime app. It's episode two, which is titled Orgasm. And I got to warn you, in that episode, there's also a segment about one taste. And if you've heard me talk about them before, well, I believe there is lots of great stuff we can learn about pleasure from the practice of orgasmic meditation and elements of it that we can bring into our own lives. The actual organization, One Taste, that teaches orgasmic meditation, they have a lot of, I don't know how I can put this nicely. Okay, they have a lot of baggage And basically, it's along the lines of being incredibly culty, like aka Scientology of the clitoris. I'm not kidding. So keep that in mind when you watch that segment. If there's ever a time where it's like, you know, take what's useful for you and discard the rest, this is that time. But we're not here to talk about clit cults. We're here to talk about dollification. Although, you know, a click cult would make a pretty good premise for a kink role play scene. I am going to, I'm putting that on the back burner. Anyway, um, but it's there. I will keep that mental note. Dollification. That's what we're talking about. It's otherwise known as doll role play, which on the surface is like, okay, yeah, it's just like any other role play, right? You know, like naughty cheerleader, uh, pizza delivery, or hey, clitoris cult, right? But once you dig deeper into doll role play, you will find that it is so much more than your run of the mill, you know, you be the naughty professor and I'll be the failing student. 
Dollification can be the perfect blank canvas to overlay so many other types of play onto, and it can be customized so many different ways. Dollification is one of the most versatile and customizable kinks out there, and it is adaptable to both sensual or extreme BDSM play. When I learned that doll play was one of Veronica's favorite kinks, I was like, I need to invite her to come talk about it to all the American fuckers. Oh my goodness. And let me tell you, this conversation does not disappoint. Some of what we touch on in this conversation, but is not limited to because there's a lot. We talk about viewing kink as a collaborative art dollification as a vehicle for other kinks and play styles like bondage, gender exploration, CNC, humiliation, emotional empowerment, objectification, dehumanization, worship, fear play, orgasm control or enhancement, and a lot more. We also talk about animated versus stationary dolls and dollification similarities to other kinks like bimbofication and dronification. We talk scenarios for dominant dolls and submissive makers, different doll types like robots, stuffies, mannequins, marionettes, and more, the possible therapeutic benefits of dollification and being in doll headspace, and sexual versus non-sexual doll play, and how being a doll can change the way one experiences orgasm. That's just a little bit. There's a bunch more. But first, you know what we got to do, American fuckers, before we roll that conversation? We're going to wash the balls, which is housekeeping here on American Sex. And I promise you, I'll keep it short and sweet. Now, first, this is super important. I know that a pretty large percentage of American fuckers listening are either kinky or kink curious. And you may have heard that one of the best places to get kink education on a huge variety of topics from beginner to advanced is Kink Academy. Kink Academy is a video learning library of over 2,000 on-demand videos from 140 of the world's top BDSM and sexuality educators, including Ken and me. We teach electroplate and humiliation on Kink Academy, but there's something else. I know a lot of you want to find ways to support this podcast and our work, but don't have the extra cash. I mean, who does these days? Shit is whack with economy, democracy. Oh, I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, Kink Academy is one way to support us without spending extra money. If you're considering subscribing to Kink Academy anyway, please sign up using our faculty link, which is bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Kink Academy. Since we're Kink Academy educators, we earn a small commission when you sign up using our link. And, you know, if you're part of the kink community or you make online kink content or whatnot, and you already shout Kink Academy from the rooftops and tell everyone what a great resource it is to learn about all things kink, please feel free to pass on our link along to those folks too. Put it in your link trees. Tell folks that the link you're giving them has additional benefits. And by the way, even if you don't want to subscribe to Kink Academy or you can't afford the 20 bucks right now, head on over to bit.ly slash kinkacademy 
anyway and go to the free videos tab because there is a whole bunch of free videos there that anyone can access. And I promise you, you will learn stuff. And speaking of creative ways to support American Sex Podcast and the education that Ken and I give to the world for free, head on over to our show notes, either at americansexpodcast.com or in the episode description on whatever podcast player you're listening on right now. You're going to find links to our guests, like all of Veronica's links, also the link to our sex and kink positive discord. We'd love for you to join us there. You're also going to find links to our sponsors and other affiliate links for a bunch of different sites where you can get sex toys and accessories, kink gear, and a bunch of other stuff too. Using those links also gives us a small commission. Plus, a lot of them give you some pretty good discounts too. So being that the holidays are around the corner and you might be shopping for these items anyway, save yourself some money and support us at the same time. And I've got free things for you in those links too. Yes, like I mentioned, the Discord server, also my free kink negotiation mini workbook. You can go and download it directly right now for free at sunnymegatron.gumroad.com. That's G-U-M-R-O-A-D. And if you're like, but you know, I have learned so much kick-ass educational stuff from you about kink and sex and identity, and I've got a few extra coins, you will also find our Patreon membership link in the show notes too. That's patreon.com slash American sex. And of course, if you become a member, you'll get stuff too, like bonus content from our guests. There is a great story up from Veronica now. I'll send you American fucker stickers in the mail. You'll get episodes early and a bunch of other stuff too. And last thing, you'll find links to my on-demand classes and private coaching sessions, which also make great gifts, by the way. Okay, these balls are clean. You know, I gotta tell you what's going on. Give you free stuff and pay the bills all at the same time. Here is Veronica Kestrel, aka on TV, your friendly trans dungeon pro, talking all things dollification. I am expecting this conversation to be the delight of my week, perhaps my month, because just even before we started rolling, we're like, and we haven't even gotten to dollification yet. So, Veronica, hello. I'm excited. Hey. Hi. Me too. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you. So, um... We met, I guess, met like uh, virtually. We weren't really met in real life, but virtually. That's how everyone meets these days uh, on TikTok. And I love your content. You talk about such a a wide variety of all things kink and and a little poly and some other stuff as well. And uh, one of the things, one of the subjects that raised my eyebrow was you talk a lot about dollification. My favorite. Yes. And when I heard it was your favorite, I was like, oh, oh. So let's start there. A, what is dollification? And B, why do you love the hell out of it? Absolutely. Uh, So dollification is this sort of really, really broad and hard to define collection of kinks that kind of exist uh, tangentially at the at the intersection of like objectification and customization role play, that Mm. kind of thing. Um, It's a 
it is a form of objectification where you are obviously an object, a doll. The the submissive is reduced to an object, an anthropomorphized object, obviously, a doll. Mm -hmm. Um, But then from that there are so many ways to branch out from there in in so many ways that they can be customized by their dominant so many ways that they their form can take shape uh based on their own individual uh tastes and interests and uh it's it's the customizability and the ability to be so self uh, to to have so much self-expression in a single kink that really drew me to it um then and so that that's what i would say is is the really general description of yeah. it um that that's barely scratching the surface though but to give you the the really basic thing it's it's objectification and uh customization and I, so I actually I have a oh. quick personal question actually so sure, I, sure. I i whenever somebody tells me about a kinker fetish i always go to that sort of fet life thing are you into receiving curious or into everything about it so everything about it everything about it so is this something Uh that you've tried as on the submissive side of things where somebody's done it to you uh actually my first doll play experience was as a submissive Ooh. Yeah. Can, can you yeah. tell us? Can, can you tell us? You talk about? Yes. Okay. yes. This is this is a this is actually a really formative memory for me. Um, I had a friend out in Denver, uh, and this was years ago. I think this was back in like 2015, 2016, uh, when I had just started identifying as uh, queer in my gender expression. I wasn't a hundred percent sure what it is that I uh, was going to ultimately land on, obviously. Um, but it's when I was starting to come to terms with uh, the fact that I definitely had some kind of gender expression outside of the, uh, outside of being cis. And uh, I, I, I made this friend out in Denver. We're going to call her Kay. And, uh, and Kay and I were uh, kind of bonded over this mutual interest in kink, and uh, I I was very hesitant in bringing up the idea of doll play because I thought it was so niche. I'd never met another doll player. I'd never met anyone who was interested in that kind of thing. I'd only really seen it in like videos and in other people's really elaborate content, and I didn't know if that's something that people could actually do on their own, or that they would. And so I, I kind of very hesitantly, I was like, look, I'm nervous to talk about this, but this is the thing that I really like. And as it turns out, she, a lot of her formative memories around her sexuality surrounded her own Barbies. And oh. so, and she always wanted to have like an adult human Barbie that she could customize and, and, and like a person that she could make up and, okay. and dress them up and do their makeup and things like that. And she's like, I've always wanted to do that to someone. And then you come in and you tell me that not only is that a thing, but there's people that do this and that it's okay. And that I can just do that. Like, that sounds great. That's fine. And so we, schedule the session and we actually get down and and do it and she gets me this alice in wonderland dress and i'm a huge fan of alice in wonderland to like a a, a ridiculous extent and she gets me this psychedelic looking alice in wonderland dress that's really really cute and she dresses me up in it she gets she goes completely like hardcore full force on this kink and she buys the dress she buys a wig she buys me a full set of makeup shoes tights everything to the nines the 
ultimate dream of a doll, completely dressed and accessorized in literally every possible way. And she then she actually does my makeup for me Aww. as I stand there, stock still, not talking, not reacting, just being customized right. by her. And she's blocking, she's standing in between me and the mirror, and I can only catch glimpses of myself in small ways this whole time she's making me up and I'm not really trying to see it. And then she steps to the side and turns me to face the mirror. And I see myself in the mirror, completely made up by someone who really wanted the verisimilitude of actual femininity. And for the first time in my life, I look in the mirror and I see someone beautiful. Oh, and I cried right oh, there. Wow. And it was the only time I broke character that day. But she, <laughs> she, she, she showed me for the first time the very first real glimpse of the person that I was trying to become uh. and that I would inevitably become. And in that way, there there were so many things in my mind that clicked into place. Just from that one experience, that one evening in an apartment in Denver with this really kind, wonderful person uh, that made it not only a a hugely formative memory for me and my pursuit of self-discovery, but also in solidifying why I love doll play so much. Oh, wow. I'm so glad I asked. That is amazing. Yeah. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Um, and it, really, that is, that's just, you know, the perfect example of so many things. But I think for like, folks who don't know a lot about kink think it's all like, oh, it's some rough, raunchy, dirty sex. And it's like, to me, that is the perfect snapshot of this is creative play, where we get to be and do what we want in our wildest dreams, whether it has something to do with sex or identity or anything else, and and really the true transformative power well, of 100%. the scenes we can do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I said in a recent video on my TikTok, I'm sure you probably saw it, I, <laughs> I said um, – there's this constantly raging debate about what submission is. People are like to some people like to say that submission is a privilege. Some people like to say submission is a gift. But for the just the intents and purposes of that video, I said I want you to think of kink as collaborative art. And the mm. more that I've meditated on this concept and and it kind of stuck in my brain, the more I think that that's probably the most apt comparison that I've ever had for that. Yes. Is that is that you're you're working your submission is not something that you do on your own. It's not something that they give you a chance to do. It's something that can't exist without the two of you. Right. Right. It's it, so it's a collaborative piece and it's an a, 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 a form of art. It's a thing of beauty that you create together through mutual understanding and cooperation. And it takes so many forms and is so infinitely customizable that Seeing it as an art form is almost necessary to gain a complete understanding of it. Yes. And in the 
same vein as saying that submission is an art form, there are so many versions of kink that are already so artful, you know, in terms of rope or or in terms of different kinds of visual play, like wax play and fire play and all this stuff. Doll play is such an incredibly artistic version of expression Ooh. if you let it be yes that it, it embodies this principle perfectly in my oh, opinion i love that i love yeah. you know because i've always thought of i i often call kink like it is a mutual co-creation like you are creating this together it's not just for the dominant just for the submissive like you said um and i often also liken it and i think for me because my kink uh, my personal flavor of kink is more psychological. So mm-hmm. to me, it's more of like improv or performance arts or yeah, but then you add that visual piece. It really is like some kind of transformative, I don't know, performance art, visual art combination thereof, depending on your style of play. But yeah, I love that. It's an yeah. art. It really yeah, is. The, and, and what is the medium? Mm-hmm. The medium is human relationships. Yes. And oh. the mind itself Mm, i love it i love it (laughs) and i notice like when when uh doll play gets brought up you know whether it's on tiktok or just you know before we had a uh on on my show and like was it 2014 we did a segment on dollification and a lot of people who saw it were like oh i've never heard of that oh and the Oftentimes, if you just bring it up to somebody, oh, yeah, it's like role play where somebody's a doll and you just leave it at that. (sighs) They're like, well, that's okay, whatever. All right. But when you start painting a picture and people start tapping into that customizability, like, wait, I can I can do this. I can do that. Wait, the Dom could be the doll. Oh, wait, I could move as a doll. Oh, wait, I could do, you know. I just see people light up. They get so excited. And and this is such a, you know, people are like, this is such an obscure kink and nobody knows about it. But it yeah. seems like any time it gets brought up, every single person is like, fuck yeah, I want to do this right now, all the time, forever. <laughs> you know, it's kind of ironic. <laughs> that is actually kind of ironic because all of my doll play videos, they do the some of the worst numbers on my channel. People don't seem to engage with it at all. Like... It's it it's niche in that people don't seem to want to get in on the investment uh, of having to learn it piece by piece because they want either something that can be taught really quickly, right, or something where there's a clear set of rules and guidelines and and dollification uh, and doll play generally is is so broadly is so broadly uh, 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 well I guess it's it it defies strict definition. Right. That's why it was so hard for me to get out like what exactly is it at the beginning is because as I said in the very first doll play video that I ever made that doesn't exist anymore it's on an old band channel um that you can't do it in a single video. It takes right. so long to explain and anything that you say is a firm and fast rule of dollification has a perfectly valid exception. And yeah, yeah. yeah there's it's so it's so customizable that it you really have to be dedicated to the aesthetics of wanting to do doll play uh, in order to really want to stick with it through to fruition. But, but, but like the benefit is massive. 
Especially if you're the kind of person who's like, oh, you know, I, I really like it when uh, I, I, I really wish that I had someone who would just try on this one outfit for me just once. I'd like to take a girl out wearing this dress. You know, they're really just a really classic example. I'd really like to take a girl out wearing just this dress. I'd like to show her. Do that. Right. Do that. Put me in that dress and take me around town. I'd be happy to do it for you. Yes. I am. I am perfectly happy to be your accessory. Don't worry. One thing I love about <laughs> doll play, though, is like it's almost like a um, a blank canvas sort of kink, or you know, a, a shell that you can then overlay other kinks into, depending on what you like. So, like you know, there are some folks that have the the like the latex doll skin, and it's more mm-hmm. of a a form of you know, it could be a transformation or like a mummification sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, some people use it as a negative; it's humiliation, or you're just a thing that I, you know, like a blow up doll that I fuck kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, or feminization or, you know, forced worship. Uh, you could be a talk like backy doll and brat, a, you know, what? And there's the, the, some of the masks that have like a huge lack of facial detail. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and th- there's so many ways you can, you can play this and you can spin it. And like we sort of touched on, it's not that the submissive always has to be the doll either. You could flip it on its head and get really fucking creative. Absolutely. Um, so let's get into, because like you said, it's so broad and, and it's like the, the world is your oyster or ball gag because oyster is not kinky the world is your ball gag where do we start drooling we don't know um so let's try to like break down dollification in some pieces so people can get a good handle on it so how let's talk you're an animated doll versus you're a stationary not animated doll can you break those two scenarios down for us yeah, and I, I actually have in a couple of videos before, so I've already got this script in my yes. head. I've cited it so many times. Uh, okay, so let's say, uh, let's say you are an inanimate doll, right? Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing to imagine, right? Because we have those. You know, uh, think of all the different things that we consider to be dolls. You've got uh, plushies, and you've got Barbies, and you've got uh, the figurines that you buy and you stick on a shelf in in a light box and you never touch them. You've got uh, posable dolls. You've got action figures. You've got you know dolls that you can pull the string out the back, and they can only talk a specific set of lines. You have rag dolls. You have teddy bears. All kinds of any little figure that you might be able to anthropomorphize and be inanimate, and it, that you think that it would be fun to inhabit. Uh-huh. You can be any of those. You can you can put yourself into those forms and start to adopt the and start to adopt the properties of those specific kinds of dolls. Uh, now you got to get more imaginative when you get onto the animate side. You know uh-huh. what what is it that you're made of and why are you animated? Are you a robot? Are you a synth like the like the the replicants in Blade Runner or uh-huh. Are you a are, are you like one of those those really lifelike humanoids uh, robots in Westworld, or right. uh, are you an advanced AI, or are you just like a little uh, like a Teddy Ruxpin, or like oh, or Chucky, <laughs> or, or Chucky, or like are you haunted? Yeah, are you haunted? Are you enchanted? What are the properties? What is it that you're made of? What were you before you were animated? What is what are you when you are not actively what are you when you're not active? 
and what is that like and what what gives you mobility what gives you motivation what is it that drives you as a doll and how do you function and the more that you stipulate on how you either function or do not function the more you're going to be able to settle into that headspace and understand the rules that you're then going to start cementing into place for yourself for how you Uh. react it's almost like method acting for kink, like you to really get into your character and what's my backstory? What's my motivation? <laughs> what's my, so you mentioned get into that headspace. Yeah. What is doll headspace like when you're a submissive doll? Oh God. Uh, well, it kind of depends. I, it's, it's very much a, I want to be that which most pleases the, my owner. Mm-hmm. For me specifically, obviously, your results are going to vary on this. Obviously, right. But like, as when I when I am a doll, and the times that I was with Kay, I was an inanimate doll. I was a posable, uh, just ball jointed doll that she could pose and have parties with, which was which was fun. But as I settled into that role, I could see myself doing things, and I started to think of myself more, less and less as a human, and more and more as just a pretty object that she was posing and taking pictures of. And I started to actually have these really simple thought processes going through my head is, oh, I'm so glad I'm being played with. I wonder if she'll have me drink tea next. And then she puts the the cup next to my mouth. And I'm not saying any of this, and Uh she's just doing it, and I'm watching a girl play with her doll. Feeling emotions that an object doesn't feel, but if it could think the things that it would think if it understood its purpose and fulfilled that purpose. And it was this really trippy kind of sensation as my mind kind of pulled back and I began to observe myself almost in the third person, and not in a like a in a bad kind of dissociative right. way but it's sort of like a good kind of dissociative right. way the where i'm just sort of observing myself yeah 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 and to the point where i didn't have to focus on not moving it was so easy to hold the positions that she was in and i even let myself she she put me in kind of an awkward pose and it wasn't balanced and i didn't correct myself i was like kind of on the corner of a chair and i <laughs> i was like this and then i just toppled over and stayed in position on the ground from the chair and she was like oh oh no and she started fixing me and and getting all this done and it was so funny to me inside my head i was laughing like a maniac outside face was still wow smile plastic and that headspace where you are completely free to roam inside your own head, but your body is just completely separated from your consciousness as someone else manipulates all of your actions is really, really weird and very cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a lot of fun. It's sort uh, of like a form of yeah. mental bondage, sort of. Like you're yeah, not very tied, much so. but you are commanded to be still and tied and... I have yeah. an excellent example of this. Mm-hmm. I uh, mental bondage is a huge part of doll play because your your the way that you behave, uh, the the things that you're the emotions that you're maybe even only capable of expressing, and the ways that you might be able to talk, and the actions and the mobility that you are able to have, uh, all of those are rules that you've installed on yourself and. Uh, are, are allowing yourself to be controlled by, but the the control is all just mental. There's very little bondage mm-hmm. involved in the majority of doll play in my in my personal experience. Uh, but 
there was one time I was out with another doll player in Los Angeles who I, I, I'm going to contact her after this and tell her about this episode. Uh, I, I was, I was, I was playing with a doll player that I know out in Los Angeles and uh, we met up in WeHo where she lived in, in West Hollywood. And uh, I was wearing this, it was the same dress. Holy crap. It was the same Alice dress. I, and uh, it was the full psychedelic Alice getup. And uh, we went down the main drag, but I'm Tish of WeHo. And uh, she, tied ribbons of different colors on my wrists and ankles and i put in bluetooth headphones the earbuds and I, my wig covered my ears so no the, no one could see them and using those headphones she followed me at a distance and controlled me remotely <gasps> oh that's so as awesome. we walked down the street in west that's hollywood good. it was awesome it was so awesome because she was hearing the conversations that I was having with people and telling me what, what my responses should be. <gasps> and like a guy asked me to dance and she had me dance with him. And then I we left and it was fine. And people like some people were weird on the street, obviously, but there was nothing o- overtly suggestive about anything that you're doing other than the fact that I was in costume. But it wasn't even like a super suggestive costume. Right. And so, and so it the the sensation of being in public, interacting with humans, while also interior it, it, uh, understanding in the interior of my own mind, in the headspace that I am not a human, but they can't tell that <gasps> they don't know. Oh, that I'm just here among them, and that put me completely into this sort of synth headspace where I have been exploring that ever since. <laughs> For the last three years, wow. uh, this, this whole this whole synthetic human kind of yeah. thing, yeah. And okay, so you bring up this. And first of all, my mind is fucking blown. I'm like, oh my god, I have to do this. Oh my god, why have I not it's thought of, of this? Oh my god. Um, but like, you bring up this synthetic human. So we've had a couple of guests on before, um, Dick Wound from Off the Cuffs podcast, and also Dave Cat, who he's been on a bunch of different TV shows. He he has real dolls as his spouses. And both of them have talked about um, things that they're into, which are like the androids and gynoids or like robot play, that sort of like uh, that crossover. So when I think of dollification, I think of some of those things. And then you hear other fetishes or kinks like uh, bimbofication or Mm -hmm. dronification. Like, (laughs) how do those... Venn diagrams overlap? Do they? Are they a circle? Are uh, so how does that much? Work? You have no idea, especially when you get into the hypno community. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was heavily involved uh, with with the hypno uh, kink community uh, for uh, several years. Okay, and uh, I I was part of a dronification server actually. Can you and, explain what uh, dronification uh, is? Because oh, it's kind of new ish, at least in in more of the. Not mainstream, but I guess kink mainstream. Like people yeah, are starting yeah. to talk about it more. Articles are starting to be written about it, that sort of thing. <laughs> well, yeah. The thing is, is that that, com- that that community has really struggled with its uh, with its ethics for a while, mm-hmm. which is why I, I'm not a part of it anymore. Actually, ah, okay. um, but I was um, I was in a I was in a dronification server, and the what dronification is is people will go through severely. Um, 
real uh, not severely but like really really uh well designed and very powerful hypnotic suggestion uh-huh. and a lot of it comes from a desire to have that level of control put on but it's extremely powerful hypnotic suggestion and the whole idea is to empty yourself out uh-huh. to hollow out your mind and cha- and set your then thus adapt your motivations to serve a greater whole yeah. In that you become a drone that belongs to a hive uh-huh. and you kind of serve a mutual purpose. And uh, it's, it's all, it's all very kinky at the same time, but there's usually drones that are on the bottom and there's usually ones that uh, we call them units that are above them. And then there's, uh, you know, there's usually an administrator who runs the server. Uh-huh. Um, but um, it has this aesthetic of you become one faceless entity of that becomes one of a chorus of voices that all shout in unison to mm-hmm. serve a singular purpose. And it's very dehumanizing and objectifying in a very kinky and appealing way mm-hmm. at first. But the, when it comes and, and, and there are various different uh, theories about hypnosis and whether or not you can be uh, whether or not you can be forced to do things that you genuinely don't want to do. And right. there are debates about consent. Uh, my uh, one of my partners was in an extremely abusive relationship that harnessed uh, hypnosis to reinforce uh, to reinforce those uh, patterns. And so mm-hmm. I, I am on the side that, yes, you probably can be yeah. forced to do things. Um uh, that you don't want to or wouldn't consent to, um, and so as as you, but but at first when you get into these kind of things, you want you want to be part of that whole, and it's it sounds like a lot of fun, especially after you hear all the files and you think, yeah, this is pretty much right. You know, the the ethics are mostly right. The ideas that we're trying to get into uh they they're they're ideas that I can support. They're lifestyle patterns and pol- politics that I can support, uh-huh. but uh. There is there's a lot of negativity that comes along with it, but this episode isn't about a vast deep dive into dronification. But dronification well, we may have to have you a, back for I a might, part I might. two. I might. I might. <laughs> I have a I have a geek side note question. Are you a Doctor sure, Who sure. person at all? Do you watch? I like- I am not, and this is going to lose me so many fans. Oh, no, 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 because we can cut this out completely. Yeah. I just wanted to know if this is like the ood <laughs> from Doctor Who. But that's going to be oh. absolutely nothing to you if you don't watch Doctor Who. No, no, I'm not a Doctor Who fan, but I'm not a Doctor Who fan deliberately. Like, I was shown episodes of Doctor Who, and I I just found the late of the writing kind of lazy and grating on the nerves, and I didn't really care for the way... Like, I don't like Deus Ex Machina. Like, I genuinely hate it as uh, a literary tool, and Doctor Who is, is lazy. full of that shit, and yeah. I can't stand it. Yeah, um, this reminds me well, of, like, there was we'll a TikTok... There's a t- no. I mean, unless you leave that care. in, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't like, worry me. No, all there was a TikTok that was like, <laughs> name something about you that people assume, but you, you know, you're you're not about that at all. And for me, right. it's like it's totally Doctor Who. People are like, oh yeah, you totally watch Doctor Who. Don't you're, I know you're a geek. You pay judge. I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> Nope, sorry. I know you, you you probably think less of me, but nope, I do not yeah, watch Doctor. You're Doctor Who adjacent, though. I am. I, I am like an ally. I'm a. I'm a who ally. <laughs> Perfect. I am not a Doctor Who. No, fan. no. I have. I, I have know. many. I have many geeky uh, and 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 nerdy interests. But uh, Doctor Who is is one that that missed me by yeah. by, a, by a wide margin. 
I'm I'm with you. I'm with uh, you. The, the vest that I'm wearing in all these videos, there's a half-life patch on the right shoulder. It's it's right there. Oh. Like you can clearly see that the, the big black Mesa Lambda complex patch in orange right there on my on my shoulder every day. And some of my my viewers have have pointed it out. They they're all half-life. Some of those are half-life fans. And like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen that patch in forever." Yeah. Now I got to take a better I, look. I, now I got <laughs> I have to pay better attention to detail. <laughs> So, okay, so we we talked about drones, uh, and, yes. like, a lot of people also equate dollification with bimbofication. Yes. I have my ideas about, like, how they're similar and how they're different, but you're the guest and the expert, so you tell me. <laughs> well, here's the thing. There can be an, an enormous amount of overlap. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, bimbofication usually cons- uh, consists of, of, of a couple of main themes. Uh, the It is usually a reduction of intelligence, like the idea is to be bimbo-brained, mm-hmm. uh, but also a, a focus on aesthetics, bubbly pink, uh, both uh, bubbly and pink in both aesthetic and in attitude um and you know fitting these these conventional conventional uh kind of you know intentionally regressive ideas of what femininity is big boobs big butt and like all that stuff but it the the modern bimbofication movement has actually been really really uh actually a lot of fun and has some really progressive ideas because it's all just being positive about your own body and and being very anti slut shaming, which I'm all here for. That's um, cool. Yeah. But it, it, it kind of it kind of takes a a a general idea that this 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 repressive idea a version of women that uh, a patriarchal society is built up in the ideas of men to be these subservient and stupid women that are easy to take a, uh, uh, take advantage of and turned it on its head into this kind of fun headspace slash kink uh, general kind of a, a, this wing of kink that right. uh, it's actually really great. Um, but it's also subject to hypnosis. And some of the most controversial hypnosis uh, programs that have ever been put out have been uh, for bimbofication. Mm. Some that I would genuinely like warn people to stay the hell away from him. If you see any whose initials are BS, you let uh, you steer clear. Get away. Okay. Go away. Yeah. Because uh, it's that, a bunch of BS. It is a bunch of BS. <laughs> but if you come across a, a bimbofication uh, hypno suite called BS, it, there's one that out there that's really, really harmful. Get get far away. It's not good. Um, but uh, but it's it's it can overlap a lot with doll play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? I mean. Barbie, our, our classic idea of Barbie, fits so well within the bimbofication uh, kind of idea in the, in the spectrum that it might as well be the same kink. It might as well be the same kink. Yeah, 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 very much so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You can you can be a bimbo doll. You can be a real doll. That's basically bimbofication mm-hmm. right there, just taken a, a step further. Where instead of dumb brain, you know brain. Exactly. And and the. And one of the big draws when I try to tell uh, when I when I have posted up blogs and and captions and things like that before on pictures of me doing doll play, I'm always I always write them as like toy ads. Oh, like look what you can do to this doll. Are you are you tired if your girlfriend never wearing what you want? Well, here's one that will never complain about how you dress her. And so like Aww. you know here have your own personal dream girl exactly how you want her. And uh, and and so it 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 does. 
there have been a lot of uh, uh, people that have been interested in playing with me as a doll uh, that wanted to have a bimbo doll. And so, yeah, 100%. There's absolutely overlap between the two. And it can be very, very fun overlap, too, in terms of role play. That is so cool. <laughs> Do you find, just in general, that, uh, you know, or at least the people that you've encountered, use doll play more as a vehicle for sexual play or that it's more of a non-sexual or platonic sort well, of Well, here's vibe. the thing. I'd have to be able to pull the doll play community. Right. I? Yeah. And you can't. That's we're, true. We're so hard to find. So is there like, a doll play community? There like, really isn't. Like, okay. There's, there's doll play groups on FetLife, but they're so generally inactive and there's it's hard to network with other doll players because uh it's <laughs> it's kind of like the psychedelic community in that we can't figure out if we're actually a community uh yeah. we it, it, you there's so it's such a massively widely distributed uh collection of kinks that it's difficult to get a bunch of dolls together and go okay this is what we're about because then as soon as we try and say this is what doll plays about there's gonna be a bunch of people in complaining about our stupid rules and why we're saying that they're not valid oh. when they, they absolutely are yeah but uh, I, I would say that because of how wide it is, there's probably a lot of people who are indulging in doll play-esque kind of play and don't even realize that it would fit really well and map really well onto their own dynamics. And in that sense, I would say that doll, uh, that doll play as a kink probably has the same amount of sexual engagement as the rest of kink, which is some do and some don't. Right. And it's all valid. Yeah, yeah. I I suggest oftentimes I'll suggest doll play because I do like coaching and, you know, I educate people from vanilla to super kinky and everywhere in between. So oftentimes it's like, you know, your stereotypical kind of heterosexual couple that are looking to spice up things. You know, it's been 12 years kind of thing. (laughs) Um, And uh, oftentimes, you know, if the uh the woman or the wife or you know whoever in in the couple uh feels like a maybe they want to do something sexually but they feel a little sheepish about it or you know they don't know how to initiate or they Mm -hmm. feel guilty that they want to do these dirty things they're terrible at game night by the way what i hate hate that couple they're terrible at game night. i know i know i know um or also people who and and those are folks like folks who are like vanilla that are t- dipping their toes in the kinky water yeah. off, often do equate sex with their kinky things. That's true. And um, I'll oftentimes find for people who want to have a different kind of orgasm. So like if you are somebody who when you have an orgasm, you like squeeze everything up and you hold your breath and you're, ah, you know, that if you have to be completely relaxed, you can't squinch up. You can't, you know, you have to just remain loosey goosey. Sometimes that can be a whole new kind of orgasm. <laughs> and it's hard to like make yourself do that unless you're in the doll of a headspace. Like, I can't move. I can't move. I can't clinch up. I can't clinch up. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if that starts slipping into woo woo tantra stuff, but you're uh, a doll. I don't know. It's well, all no, no. Time. I wouldn't say that's woo woo tantra. I'd say, like, you're talking to a person who is actively. Uh, and all, all my trans girls are going to understand exactly what I'm talking about. Actively discovering new ways to come right. all the time. Yeah. Uh, the the ways 
the ways that you you rediscover your own sexuality through the process of transitioning, especially during hormone replacement therapy, mm. are mind blowing. Wow. Uh, and so I, I completely understand how shifting the way that you think about sex and the way that you connect with your body uh, will change the way that you orgasm. And yeah, doll play can absolutely do that. The first time I ever came uh, from while in restraints and I wasn't able to squinch up because I am absolutely a squincher. Yeah. <laughs> when I wasn't yeah, able I to do that, I have a bad was... squinching problem. Oh like, yeah, I'm just like, like oh. I, <laughs> I want to crush man's head like sparrows at between thighs. <laughs> uh, they, the, first, the first time I couldn't do that and I do tighten to tighten up, it was it it felt more open and I felt so much more vulnerable and shy about it. It was it was really interesting how it how much just the difference in physicality changed the way that my mind perceived my own orgasm which is really interesting stuff um you experience your body totally differently too you notice different ways about the way you stand the way you move the watching someone else or or having some watching someone else pose you or having someone else direct you to present yourself in a different way allows you to see yourself in a different light without having to personally say oh this is me putting on an act no it's you being pleasing to the person that you're trying to please it Mm. takes the responsibility off of your shoulders and you can stop judging yourself for one fucking second and look at yourself in a way that someone else made you up to look beautiful Uh. and you can reorient a lot of the way that you think about your body just by having to shut the fuck up and listen to the person that you're with who thinks you're incredibly attractive talk about the things they like about you yes mm-hmm. like forced compliments for oh, like, yeah. take it take you're beautiful take it yeah <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, is that Kay really liked to do photography. She was mm. definitely loved to take pictures. She had a DSLR camera the entire time that we were doing any of our doll play scenes. And she, the th- I could see the things that she would focus on. That she uh-huh. would pose my legs in different ways. And I've always loved my legs. But she would pose my legs in different ways that made them look so much more delicate. She'd, she'd focus on certain aspects, you know, showing how my hands uh, meet my wrists, meet my uh, forearms. She saw the the small uh the way that uh, a tear would streak down my cheek all these little ways that she showed the way that the light interacted with my body the ways that different kind of fabrics plays, played across my skin the way that different positions accentuated different ways uh different things that she really liked about my body allowed me to find new ways to appreciate my own body and this oh. is all pre-transition yeah and so it, it it's it's I I can't recommend it higher yeah. as, a, as as a form of play. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time sticking to routines, even when those routines are good for me. So I seek out ways to make sticking to those routines fun and easy. 
I've been using Quip for my oral care and it is just what I need. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths. It has timed sonic vibrations with 30 second impulses to give you that dentist recommended two minute clean, a lightweight and sleek design for adults and kids with no wires or bulky chargers. Plus, it's one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. And I've upgraded my quip with a new smart motor, which I personally think is super neat. With it, you can track and improve your brushing with the free quip app and earn amazing rewards like free refills, products, target gift cards, and more. Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine like anti-cavity toothpaste and different flossing options like floss string that expands to clean or a reusable floss pick that replaces over 180 disposable picks with every refill. There's a lot more too. And in addition to brush heads, Quip delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free too, so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of in-store shopping. With stylish and affordable electric toothbrushes starting at just $25, you won't be paying through the teeth for better oral health. If you go to getquip.com slash sunny right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash sunny, S-U-N-N-Y. It's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash sunny. Quip, they're the good habits company. This holiday season, I'm giving thanks to my friends at Manscaped. Ken and I are in love with their products. And not only does Ken use all of them for his grooming needs, maybe I've got some of my own trimmy, snippy Manscaped products too, because I love them. Hey, hair is hair. And it's time for you too to join the 4 million worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY by going to manscaped.com. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 makes the perfect gift. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Think of it as the cornucopia for balls and body. Their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Plus, it has a 4,000 LED spotlight and it's waterproof. Also included is the Weed Whacker to chop that invasive nose and ear hole growth. And Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner Spray. And wait, there's more! Two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Plus, when you head on over to Manscaped.com, you'll find a bunch of other great stuff too. Gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to become the family favorite this holiday season. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. 
you know, thinking about it from the other side, because like I, I'm a dom, and I, I could I could go a gazillion different ways with this. Like, sure, um, you can. You know, First, I love being the like the orchestrator or the puppeteer of a transformative experience. Like you Hell talked yeah. about, like the makeup and the mm-hmm. that transformation and that emotional connect. Like I am all about that. But I'm yeah. also a big old fucking sadist. And <laughs> I was the the kid when I got about 11, 12 years old, when I was like, oh, I'm not so much into my Barbies anymore. And you know, I uh it's so funny because so much of my kink, I look back at this time in my life with me and my best friend and our Barbies, and I was like, oh my god, I just played out my whole BDSM personality with my Barbies when I was 11, <laughs> and I did not know it. Uh, <laughs> there was there was one Ken and 13 Barbies, and there was always some disaster, like, it's a nuclear war, and we have to repopulate the Earth. Life. Yeah, exactly. And can we get tied to the bed? Um, there, were, there were two... Um, like sadistic lesbian like leaders and they basically made all the Barbies like a sex cult and they were also <laughs> really sadistic and they, they would be like you get tied to the bed and we're gonna force Ken to impregnate you because we have to populate the earth oh my like, god yeah it was like oh my god so that it was me and my best friend did like just twisted shit and uh, so another thing we would do is we would defile the Barbies. Like, mm. I think every uh, person who, you know, was socialized as a girl growing up and, or played with Barbies got to the point where their Barbies were not cute, fun things anymore. And you wanted to, like, cut their hair and draw on them with Sharpies and make tattoos and, you know, break their legs off. and shit. So, <laughs> so I picture myself being did you just say break their legs off yes exactly oh, yeah. Kay, oh, yeah. used them at, Kay used them as insertables as what wait, wait I didn't... oh i thought you said sid circles i'm like what's a sid circle uh, and then no sid yeah. is you with your barbies from <laughs> totally, Toy Story. totally. Yeah, that's you yeah like you uh, can fuck <laughs> yourself with the barbie all sorts of things so i imagine myself as a dom uh-huh. tapping into like my 11 or 12 year old sadistic self and being like i'm gonna chop off all your hair i'm gonna write on you with sharpies and i'm gonna you know do all the and of course someone who's into humiliation it's all consensual and yada yada yeah. um but i i picture that and then I also picture scenarios where the dom can be the doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like one of my thoughts, and I haven't done this, but I'm like, ooh, I want <laughs> to do this, is let's say, you know, I'm I'm the, the dom doll. And maybe I have my submissive treat me as a doll as like an act of service or worship. You know, like you need uh-huh. to pay. I'm going to give you very clear cut instructions. You have to pamper me in these particular ways. You have to, you know, do the, do my makeup, dress me, whatever it is, whatever. And mm-hmm. I will be watching you because I'm the kind of doll with the eyes that move. And if you <laughs> fuck anything up, there will be consequences to pay later. Like I'm a big fan of, you know, quote, forcing consensually my sure. submissive to top the dominant and watch them mm-hmm. fucking shake in their boots um so that's just like a couple off the top imagine, of my head imagine being at a, a, a imagine that being a, a a doll tea party where you're just one of the dolls at the table but the kids serving the tea is genuinely terrified about the guests around the table just going yeah! like, 
god. Oh my god. <laughs> no, oh my god. You know what I want to do now? I want to have a doll dom tea party. Yeah. That's also like uh, you know, uh what I always get the acronym mix, messed up. Clothed female naked male. C F N M party. So like the submissives are like naked serving the tea and we're like, we are watching you, and maybe like, mm-hmm. you know, we say canned phrases or something, and then we punish the shit out of them afterwards for all the things they fucked up. Like Absolutely. I would love that. You gotta raise my teacup up to my lips, and if any of it spills, it's on you. You can't damage my accessories because you can just come up with really petty doll reasons is that as you're a doll what do you care about your clothes and your accessories and the ways that your paint works on your face and all that all that stuff you can choose any of that and just say you mess up any of this and you're going to be tortured it's it's this it's almost similar to um I was asked recently if you can be worshipped, have like goddess worship, but as a sub, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, like mm-hmm. you, why, why not have like this worship where you are a fetish, not in the sense of the BDSM type fetish, but like the old definition of fetish, like you are an object that is the focus of a spiritual kind of uh, energy, and you're cursed, and thus anyone who possesses you is also cursed. And Ooh. you take over their life slowly, and maybe there's uh, I, this one. This one, my my own partner really likes is maybe there's sort of a corruption element to it. Ooh. Is that the more mistakes they make, the more doll like they become until they can no longer feel their arms and can't <gasps> move, and their face starts to freeze, and they start becoming this perfect little doll until they can no longer escape. I'm I'm just throwing things out there. Oh my god, this is either like a good <laughs> blueprint for a scene or a start for a script for the next horror movie like yeah. one or the other or both at the same time <laughs> so much of doll plays that exact thing is oh my god can't you see i'm a person trapped inside here but also i'm not a person but all these people think i'm a person isn't that strange yeah like when yeah. you really shift fully on into the the doll play headspace, it's so easy to not think of yourself as a person and start thinking of yourself as an object for the duration of the scene. It's mm-hmm. really a lot of fun, personally. Yeah, yeah. I've been, yeah. like, on this trip lately. I don't know why I've been thinking about, like, all this existential kind of stuff. Um, but the, the, the concept of, like, what if our brains were just really constant? complex algorithms like all of our emotional reactions all of our personality really just like this is you know the advanced algorithm in our brain is dictating that we act that way and it's like oh then you go down that rabbit hole like are we in a simulation are we all really robots and we don't know it and and then you think of like the movies like what is it um was it wally where like the robot thinks they're human, but they realize they're still just only a robot and they will That's never Westworld. be real. That's Blade Runner. That's Westworld. And oh, yeah. Runner. I said it's Westworld. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, th- you could play with some trippy uh-huh. themes, Absolutely. you know, that can get really dark, emotional, heavy, therapeutic. You, you, can, you, can, you can get really philosophical with it. And in the the times that I've been the dominant for doll play scenes, have actually been incredibly therapeutic because I said, okay, well, it, essentially the whole thing is, sure, this may be a persona that I created for you, but you seemed perfectly adequate at inhabiting it. This could be you if you wanted it to be. 
this mm. could be you. Like, you don't have to go back to being the person that you were before. You could just act like this. You could take the parts of this that you like and fold them into your personality. There's nothing wrong with starting over. There's nothing wrong with changing any aspect of yourself that in a way that makes you happy and doesn't hurt anyone. And yeah. so giving people a opportunity and a environment in which they can experiment with their own identity can be extremely formative as it was for me to say look here you can be this version of you look it's actually possible and not only is it possible but it would be celebrated by at least me and so why not anyone else Uh, i have a really basic question for you um what's the largest number of dolls you've had in one scene and what did that look like uh, okay, so the law. And, and was it Alice in Wonderland? Was it a tea it party? It was absolutely Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> it, was it was a tea party, wasn't it? It was so good, though. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, God. It, the, the only thing is, we couldn't take pictures because there were people there really sensitive about uh, being exposed. Um, I have a walrus onesie for so just such emergencies, by the way. We, if you're ever we in the had, Las Vegas area. We had four dolls. Which is hard to get in one place, trust me. We had four dolls and two doll makers controlling all of the action. And oh, it wow. was it was amazing. It was really cool. We had the whole thing. The table was fully set and stacked up with cups and teacups and there were everyone was in costume, including the doll makers. Uh there was there were pastries and tea and everything was set out to make it look as real but also fake as possible. Yeah. Uh, we even uh, we even had this spray. Uh, you, you've you've seen spray on nylons before, except we oh, yeah. sprayed it on our arms and our legs too Ooh. to give everything the, that kind of plasticky look. Oh yeah, and wow. give us that acrylic look on our skin. And it was oh, it was wow. so nice. It looked so cool. I'm, I'm just glad that I had the chance to be a part of that scene. And I would again. I want to start a doll play kind of group. Yeah. Uh, out out here in Los Angeles, and I've got the access. I work at the sanctuary. I could probably start an event if I could convince Mr. Cyan that there was enough of an audience for it. Oh, but again, gosh. it's hard to network. It's hard to build up uh, uh, localized groups of dolls because of just how disparate it is mm-hmm. uh, in, in its distribution. Ooh, I, I'm like, yeah. my mind is a light. This reminds me of Ken uh, years ago. We uh, did that objectification party, and I'm I'm thinking of like no 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 I'm no no the the I'm thinking of like this combined with dollification. So like there's a bunch of you know dolls I guess, and like with the objectification party, everyone got a number. Like they had no name, they got a number, there was a certain code and a way to, through their numbers, um, like kind of blanket, like this is what this person allows and like, you know, basic consent maps for each uh, object, you know, and it was just this ob- objectification party where the objects didn't talk they didn't have free will they didn't you know they did whatever the the people objectifying them wanted them to do of course according to consent and, and negotiation Man, but i want to take a remote go. doll to meow Sounds wolf fun. <gasps> how fun would that be okay first of all meow wolf is the shit i love that place so much it describe is... it ken or somebody so oh, listen no, okay so please, meow wolf please. is this inst- art installation play uh place uh that was I think it was uh, funded by George R.R. R. Martin. Um, 
the original one is out there in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and uh, it is a whole building with just hundreds of artists have come in and built individual rooms or settings that are all installation art pieces that you can walk through and interact with in new and interesting ways, and they have installed like a cohesive story and a theme that allows one set to flow into the next one and they take you to so many different worlds in this really uh really really surreal and psychedelic uh experience that you can take hours and hours out of your day and never see the same thing twice it's, it's amazing. Really if anyone has an opportunity to go to Meow Wolf, there's one in Vegas. Vegas. That was yeah. Just incredible. Um and and from what I understood, I don't know if it's the same at like the the different locations. At the Vegas one, I didn't know this. Apparently there is some kind of like mystery to be solved or something. And you'll there's a mystery see mystery solved at all of them. I did not know that. I just was like, oh, let's walk around and look at the cool stuff. And it was like, why are these people picking up the play phones and talking? And they look really serious. And it's like, they're trying to solve the mystery. They come here all the time trying to figure out. And I'm like, there's a mystery? What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's an amazing place. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right. What, um... What hasn't happened on your doll agenda that like what what's your next doll fantasy or what if you could do you know would you Okay so my the things that I want to do surround uh, the reason why I haven't been able to get to the things that I want to do is that a lot of it involves cost or a lot of skill that mm-hmm. I don't have um but I want to build a display case. Uh, I have a friend that works at a mortuary, and they they had a a coffin that someone had no use for. Ooh. Like it was purchased, and then I guess the person decided to be immortal instead. And so nice. they had an extra coffin, and she was going to give it to me. It didn't end up happening, which sucked. Um, but having a, a full-size box, and I wanted to build in... Uh, anchor points for restraints that we could put a mirror, a, 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 a see-through front, and dedicate and and decorate the whole box to be like a collector's box for a doll, oh, and to have a display that. and build this whole display box for these toys. So it looks like I you, I just pulled you off of a shelf in a store. And, you know, oh. put lighting on it. It get really, really nice for pictures. I want to do one of those so that someone can experience the sensation of being contained in there, but also on display and being all made up and looking perfect, but also unable to do anything as as, as I display them in a dungeon and people walk by them and, oh, and observe. Oh, my goodness. It um, makes me want to have dungeon parties come back. I can just imagine, yeah. like, being at a dungeon party in, in the corner, you have, like, the Barbie in the box just watching everybody yeah. oh yeah. that would be it and then like i think of the like when you're saying the restraints like when you get a new doll remember when i was a kid you get a new doll and this fucking twisty tie zip tie bullshit like t- keeping them in the cardboard and you could never get them out like <laughs> yeah around their ankles and their wrists and the, yeah 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 every christmas you can't find the scissors and that's the mm-hmm. one thing that's going to get your toy out of there maybe i don't yeah. know what government agency they did to come up with this area 51 quality plastic that locks toys into place you can never get your (laughs) nerf gun out of the damn box but that's what i mean like build one of those cases and lock the doll into place and just say this is just how they're stored 
<gasps> and shipped and maintained. And like, so getting that kind of, of those kind of solutions to keep and display my dolls in various ways, uh, because both of my, my uh, cohabitating partners are doll submissives. And among their other submissive types. Right. And finding new ways to display them and modify them would be really, really fun. Um, and the other ones involve, like, full latex uh, dehumanization so that right. they are they, – they, they lose their appearance. They lose their face. They lose any – in any identifiable way to see them as human and other than an actual object and then dress them up in all manner of outfits, all manner of ways, and then just do photo shoots in various different locations. I want to do this sort of uh, contrasting the, 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 uh, our artificial nature of being in a full latex encasing uh, in very natural settings. I want to take mm-hmm. it to like rivers and creeks and, and fields and things like that and take that picture. That's that's definitely an aesthetic Ooh. within the latex community. But to do that with the doll aesthetic too, to do like, um, again, Wonderland themed or different storybook characters and things like that with a latex theme, um, just so I can collect the set. You know, wow, <laughs> I love that. You know what I'm picturing? Like so many things are going through my head. First, my first thought was like, I would love for, you know, let's say there was a person with a whole bunch of money, obviously, because sure, it's yeah. going to cost a lot. But, you know, whether they're just a, a BDSM or fetish enthusiast, or maybe it's like a pro dom service, but to have a dungeon that is the dollhouse and oh, everything in that dungeon. Who starts that oh <laughs> my God. Oh my God. But then I thought, I was like, wait a minute, because there is a huge crossover between how vanilla people, you know, play and have recreation and what we do in kink and it's like they don't realize you're doing the same shit and i remember a few years ago in like manhattan they opened a daycare for adults where they could go and color and put on onesies and eat nilla wafers and and it's like (laughs) you know you're all being littles right like that's that's what you're doing and they were paying huge (laughs) dollars to like go spend an hour in the you know the daycare center or whatever and and i've i've often said oh yeah if you know flogging if if it's with a leather flogger feels great i if someone like hops on like this is a spa treatment vanillas would totally fall for it and they for would real love though, it. it actually is yeah it's totally massage. it's a great <laughs> massage so yeah, sweetest it, massage, i can see where you're massage. going with this uh yeah. in, in terms of doll play a hundred percent and here's the crazy thing is that this already exists it's really? just not a doll play setting Mm. Um, this exists but unfortunately it caters almost exclusively to the sissy community Yes, where okay. there will yeah. be mistresses and, and dominance filling a house and doing full feminization and playing with the doll, uh, right. with, with the subs, doing their hair, dressing them up, making them feel objectified and humiliated. But it's almost exclusively for sissies. And broad, broadening that out to dolls, I think, would be great yeah. because it's just con- it, it just kind of combines a spa treatment and a makeover and kink all at the same time. Right, that you could do this. And, you know, and and if you if you got the right 
if you got the right minds behind it and you had real expertise, mm-hmm. uh, I think you could accomplish a lot with it. And for me personally, this is kind of the thing that I want to do for the local trans community is mm. there's so many people who don't have access to like really have someone give them one-on-one personal advice for makeup, for dressing and things like that. And turning it into a doll play experience where instead of me going, Oh, you should do this. You do this. I just do it to them because they're right. paying me to have me do it to them. Um, which I already do a lot at the dungeon. I get hired for these kind of scenes. But if I could do it in a larger location and do it for a lot of people at the same time, I think that kind of event could get a lot more interest. I just, oh. I, there, there needs to be people who want to do it. There needs right. to be ex, like people who would, with really, real competence that want to help. Uh, and, funding <laughs> yeah. we need we, there has to be people who who are serious enough about it that they will bankroll and they'll show up to contribute because uh these kind of things are not are not built mm-hmm. simply on motivation yeah and so investors listening and yeah, yeah, listening absolutely. you've got your board right here we're the board 100%. and we will we'll put it together and and like it could even be you know i picture like getting dressed as a doll and like you were saying, kind of spa treatment if like you know, put, pop in some headphones with some Enya. It's like sensory deprivation. It's mm-hmm. like, and then suddenly transformed. Are you people with Enya. Huh? I know it is a torture scene if it's Enya. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Enya's not that bad. Well, here's the thing. I, and and I, I strongly encourage this. If you ever are planning out a doll play scene and you're really going to do something that's going to last a full day. Like uh-huh. for me, me, when I'm planning on going to a dungeon party, that's what I focus on the whole day. Getting ready and prepping and, you know, making sure that I'm going to be perfect. Showing up, all of that is me getting into the headspace. Right. And one of my friends is a massage therapist that has like the best hands in California. Okay. Mm. She's really incredible. And she... And every time I get off the table feeling brand new, I'm like, if anyone would just wanted to take my hand and lead me over somewhere and do whatever they wanted, they absolutely could. Like her right. massages put me into some space <laughs> because I am so relaxed and so moldable and I feel like putty that it would be so easy to do that. So like, uh, like I said, like genuinely a full spa treatment that yeah. leads into being then customized and then delivered back to your doll maker sounds just so much fun. <gasps> um, and I would absolutely work. So I would work my ass off to make this a reality. Oh if my I just God. Okay. So investor <laughs> listening, investor listening, we're all going to team up and you know what we'll call it. It'll be a fancy spa name. Fantacini. Because that is Italian for doll, I think. I don't speak Italian. We had a real a real doll, and her name was Dory. And we're like, Dory needs a last name. So we're like, what do we call it? So her name was Dory Fantacini because she was a doll. Um, Actually, so- any, anyone that I meet, if I don't know your actual last name, your last name becomes the Spanish version of how I know you in uh, in my phone. Oh. And so, so like um, – and, and so I, I realized that I have other friends who do this too. Uh, this only and, and one of the girls that I'm dating uh, actually did this to me before I we knew that each uh, we knew that we both did this. I have a very strong like affinity for rabbits and bunnies and things like that. Mm-hmm. I really like bunnies. Uh, and she put me down as as Veronica Conejo, which is just, <laughs> which is just Spanish for bunny. And so <laughs> it was it, it, I. I yeah absolutely do oh. that name it name it something that is just a, a just a wink and a nod yeah and yeah but acknowledge it and just say hey look we'll we'll you can even 
blatantly say, even if you're advertising to Fenillas, is like, go ahead and feel like the doll that you've used to dress up when you were little. Yeah. We're going to treat you like that and deliver you looking perfect for display, just ready for photographs and, and, and for your for your event or whatever it is that you're doing. And then for the kinky people, we'll you know take them into the basement and make them... Totally. <laughs> totally. And be like, you're a puppet. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, anyway. Could you imagine having a full marionette set up in the basement, though? <gasps> Wouldn't that be the sickest thing ever? Oh, with like a, like a stage where above, yeah. like we could... Oh my goodness! Where oh. someone just does the my, Pinocchio. I got no strength. Just do that. <laughs> wow oh my goodness like be good yeah. time it Art. also freaks some people completely the fuck out but also who cares i think totally. the people who are here for it would really be here for it oh, and yeah. then you and you know halloween comes around you could totally dress it up and make that a horror themed park absolutely oh my easily goodness. you'll have all the equipment ready to go yes yeah, yeah. i'm telling you investor listening <laughs> Contact us. Just Absolutely. American Sex Podcast at gmail.com. Reach out. <laughs> oh my goodness. So when it comes to doll play, is there anything major we left out? Or is there any like parting thought that you want to leave people with who have just had their fucking minds blown and they're like, <laughs> oh my God, I want to do this? Okay. So you're when you get into doll play, you're going to find a lot of people who are uh, opinionated within the community who want to say, you got to do this. Or you don't. You, you you gotta do doll play in this specific way or you can't do this but the fact is you gotta keep it in your head that it's what you want it to be it's just as customizable as the rest of kink if not more it is the embodiment of the idea that kink is customizable because you yourself become the customizable thing right. be flexible be adaptable but this is the way for you to clearly demonstrate what your interest is in the kind of object you want to be to live a fantasy to be something truly beautiful of yours and your partner's creation and i it, you should set it set off on this journey into dollification with the spirit of cooperation that is so great about the rest of the kink lifestyle and i think you're going to do fine oh i love it i love it uh so people you know, who are listening, who are our listeners are American fuckers because it's American Sucks Podcast. I know all the American fuckers are like, where can I get more Veronica? So where can they get more of you? Uh, it depends on what kind of more they want. All the I, more. Can... <laughs> any kind of more. The whole uh, well, Obviously, the, the most public-facing pr- uh, platform that I have is TikTok. So I'm Switch Vero on TikTok. Uh, go ahead and follow me there. That's where most people are introduced to me. Uh, and then if you are already a member of the kink community or if you're trying to get invested in the kink community, I am Veronica Kestrel, Veronica with a K, uh, Kestrel like the bird, Veronica Kestrel on TikTok, uh, not TikTok, on uh, FetLife. And then you can also join Kestrel's Nest, uh, which is my FetLife group where my fans get together to talk kink in a very supportive and not judgmental environment. We've made a really kind of a safe space within FetLife for that. If you're looking for spicier content, I do have an OnlyFans page and I will be launching my Just for Fans page soon. Uh, I am V Kestrel on OnlyFans, and I am Switch Veronica uh, again, Veronica with a K on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find me there. 
Yay! You can and also, for- of course, if you really want to, if you are either local or mobile to the LA area, or if you're coming through for a visit, by all means, I am at the dungeon at the Sanctuary LAX for walk-ins every Saturday from 11 to 6, and uh, I am also available for appointments uh, based on individual interests. Get awesome. uh, Contact me on the Sanctuary website. And hopefully you can add to that soon to be uh, one of the heads of the newest spa that everyone's talking about, <laughs> Fantachini, so. with her partner, Sunny Magtron and Ken Melvoinberg. Thank you very much. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. We'll see. Let's manifest that shit. Put it out there in the universe. See what happens. Um, And for those who were like, I couldn't write all that down. Don't worry about it. Go to the show notes at americansexpodcast.com for this episode or look in the episode description on whatever podcast player you are listening to right now. And all of Veronica's links will be there. And uh, this has been fucking wonderful. This was a lot of fun. My brain is alight with so many creative ideas. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I thank you for again for having me on. Uh, I'd love to come back and talk about some other stuff. Yes. Uh, but uh, I had a I had an absolute blast. I uh, I appreciate you having me on. Really. Would Would you consider coming back for dronification? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I have so many thoughts. Yeah. I have so many thoughts. <laughs> I I think that that needs to be a thing. Yes, it definitely needs to be a thing. So, 100%. Uh, until you know the sequel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.